Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. gentlemen and welcome back to the eagle eye podcast today we got plenty and plenty to talk about we're going to be recapping that 3-2 win america just had against puebla and we're going to get you guys all up to date with everything going on inside guapa and then of course we're going to get you guys ready for the game on saturday against toluca but as always let me introduce my co-host uh, mr uh brooklyn's very own aj and then uh New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo. Gentlemen, how are we? I'm so sorry. And then, of course, everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan, <laughs> is on production side is there, today. Is, so. is there a restart button to this? There, I don't know, man. Look, I'm tired. It's been a long day. I'm still yet to introduce our special guest. So please tell me how you guys are doing. Doing good. Thank you very much. How about you? Feeling t- well, AJ, I think this introduction itself tells you how I'm doing. Yeah, well, you know, I'm doing good, you know, just whatever. Dylan, how are you doing? Because since I even like to butcher things today, so. Oh, you know, we finally got that cold front here in Texas, so. High 51, so I'm not, I'm not burning up, I'm freezing. Wow. It's brick. Well, let, let's talk about someone who has been burning up for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Let's uh, introduce today's special guest. You know him, you love him. He's uh, the Stoppage Times very own. Mr. Brian Washkowitz. Yes. I hope I got that right. All right, Brian, welcome back on the podcast. Great to have you on. Thanks for having me. I'm not sure everybody loves me, but uh, I'm here anyway. You know what I'm saying? I know someone who doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) There's tension tension amongst the air, of course. Uh, So we got plenty to talk about today, gentlemen. Glad we're all here. We're going to talk about a special special giveaway that we've been doing over on our social media platform. So if you guys are tuning in for that, we uh, stick around a little bit longer. We'll let you guys know who the winner of that is and a little bit more details on all of that in regards to the partnership. So pretty juicy details to kind of give you guys information about. All right, gentlemen. Well, let's start off where we left off yesterday. America ends up winning 3-2 away at the Estadio Cuauhtémoc. Not an easy game whatsoever, uh, by any means necessary. It was a game that really we thought would either end up in a disaster or probably would end up with an America walking away with just one point. Christian, I know you're dying to talk about this, so I'm not going to throw it to you first. So I'm going to throw it to AJ. I wasn't really really dying to talk about it, but I mean... Because I know you have some systematical issues going forward, and obviously you've uh, alluded to them since last episode. But AJ, talk to me a little bit more about this. Uh, this victory that America had, obviously not the best uh, first half, much better second half. And again, it's back to the same kind of narrative that we've had with America this whole season. It's a tale of two halves. It's just really difficult. Just like we can see just like goals like early on to the match. And I'm already like thinking into my head. I'm just like, here we go again. Um, we're going to make a turn this around in the second half. I hope so. But it's just really stressful as an America fan. Just to just watch this team play every single game where I feel like you're not feeling as confident into the team, despite playing in sides that aren't doing the greatest in the Liga Manakis, or they're trying to, you know, actually catch teams off guard. But it's just the thing. It feels like I'm making have the wake-up call where it's like, whether it's a goal or whether we're down 1-0 at halftime, 2-0, 3-0, then it's the point where it's like, okay, can we like wake up and, he scores some goals or you know Piojo's gonna lose himself 
and just gets himself a yellow car, gets himself a yellow car as usual. But in the second half, everything changed. The penalty goal from Emmanuel Aguilera. Then we had the goal from Feder- then we had the goal from Federico Vinas, and then the goals from Henry Martin. That was enough for us to get um the comeback going. Though it's just really stressful. I just feel like things like this really shouldn't be happening, especially at the halfway point where I feel like we should be finishing strong. But three points is three points. I can't really complain about it. We um did struggle defensively, but then towards the very end, we had Ochoa making some amazing saves throughout the um the um throughout the very end of the match. So it was definitely a tale of two halves, like you mentioned, AJ. Obviously, fortunate enough that America was able to kind of get themselves going in the second half. I think fortunate enough that Puebla didn't capitalize on some of their chances because I think this could have definitely been a washout if Puebla would have kept at least that constant pressure. Brian, what do you think happened? What went wrong for America? Why that poor start yet again on a road game? Uh, If I had a guess, I mean, it's almost like you're playing. I don't want to say Puebla anything to, you know, criticize them too much, but you're kind of playing to the opponent a little bit. and then. As soon as they, they caught the, the advantage, uh, America was just out of sorts. And that's when we saw this goal we see here. Um, and that's when you needed changes. And that's what Pielho did, which I give him credit for, because there's been times when we criticize him for not making changes. But I, to me, it was almost like maybe, not, maybe taking Puebla too lightly. It, it could have been that or i mean i just i don't know if the players just didn't understand what was asked of them uh, at the get-go christian what do you think went wrong because we've criticized america for continuously starting these games in very poor forms i think the only time america does end up starting the game pretty well is the games against uh cholos and against santos Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think uh, what these two gentlemen have said it all, all fit the, the description. You know, I just think America was less aggressive. Uh, Puebla was, was was the one that wanted to take control of the match, and that's what they did for the first forty minutes. Um, we continue to see a lot of a lot of gaps in the middle in these first in this first half, and ultimately that kind of leads to the Puebla goals. Uh, I just don't know what it is for with America that, you know, starting off games, their mentality is just not there. Uh, like Brian said, maybe the team just took Puebla lightly, which is something that we said last podcast not to do because this is a dangerous team. You know, one of those teams that can surprise you any given moment. And, you know, it, they, they needed to capitalize on a little bit more opportunities. And then they would have they could have easily ended the half up 4-0 um, if it weren't for, for Ochoa. So. Definitely uh, the, the start for America in these games have to change because the games don't get any easier. And whether it was due to, you know, whatever happened, uh, we'll get to that a little bit more later. Uh, but, you know, what, something needs to change from the start. And that's, that's for sure, though. That's, I think, something that we all can agree on. Yeah, I think there needs to be a better understanding of what these players need to go out and do because I, I don't really know. It, we'll talk a, lot, a little bit right now, like you alluded to, Christian. Is it a systematical problem uh, is it a player's problem you know te- coach technical whatever the case may be but something has to be fixed and I think Piojo even said in his press conference he said um I, you know I, I don't leave happy knowing the way that my team played he's like I'm content that we get three points but at the end of the day as a manager you can't walk out of this and say that you're happy that your team played to the way that they did in the second half I think he wants a more rounded team I think he wants a well uh, a well jailed team that plays good for 90 minutes but he, he's still yet to get that and I think you know like we've mentioned throughout this whole season tale of two halves for America here Dylan I mean any input on this no I, I think everybody has put it perfectly too I, I was just kind of questioning myself a little bit how I felt about uh after 
the whistle blew after 90 minutes of how I felt about this performance. I mean, you look at the first half, you know, it was really bad. The second half, you score, what, three goals in 20 minutes and, you know, ended up getting the, the go-ahead goal that got you the win and three points. I, I'm just kind of uh, on the fence here about how I feel about this game. Yeah, no, and I think like Brian said, credit to Pio Correra for making the changes that he needed to make even before halftime. You know, I think you added someone like Leo Suarez completely changed the way that America was playing forward. And then uh, bringing in Benedetti, I think he completely surpassed a lot of people's expectations of him coming back and, and being fit to to play at least, you know, 60, 70 minutes. And he definitely showed that he uh, he's more than capable of doing that. So, gentlemen, let's talk a little bit more about what happened systematically speaking because i know christian you're you've been heavily criticizing this formation on twitter recently you're saying this 532 is a waste of time and it's a waste of our players yet sit here and i talk to you and i tell you that america has gotten six points uh within these past two games playing that formation in which previously we had we had lost two games well Yes, but and I also said that you know play this formation against you know better teams and look at the results. You're you're you know we did get six points, but those are six points we should be getting against a 16 place and the 18 place team. You know, uh, coming into this game, Puebla was ranked was uh, was at number eight, and you know we all agreed here that Puebla was not a team to be taken lightly. You saw what happened in the first what was it 25, 20, 20, 27 minutes that uh, that Puebla scored two goals with this formation. Um, like I said previously, I just saw so many gaps being left in the middle for whatever reason. Um, that's how that second goal got, got uh, was made. You know, a, a player got in between the line, uh, between the back five and then the, the, the center defensive mid. And then he got, got some space and he took the shot and it went in. You know, those, those are things that can't be happening when you have a back five. But I'm just not seeing the players understand what is needed of them to play this formation, which is goes, goes back to my point that we don't have the players currently to play this formation i'm not so much against the formation even though it's not my favorite but like i said multiple times also we don't have the players right now to play this formation and if you saw in the second half we were so we were so much more aggressive which i think was the key and i think that's how piojo needed to start this whole game because once we turned on the 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 speed you know puebla you know couldn't really catch up to us and they just got flustered and that's when we took over the match I'm curious, though. I'm curious to hear what the rebuttal would be, because, Brian, I know you've been one of those advocates on Twitter as well, saying that America needed to go switch to this 5-3-2 formation. And that was one of the people who, who agreed with you, I think, with that unlike what Christian said, I think we have the players to play this formation. I think it best suits what we have at the moment. I don't know. What's your what's your counter argument to all this? Well, I mean, like when you lose one of your best players, especially in the defense, I, you know. I'm a little bit of a, a fan of the 532. Um, I kind of, you know, hearing his explanation is definitely, you know, very valid. Um, my thing is, I, I kind of want to give it more time. But I will say this a little bit to my defense. And yesterday, looking at Sofa score and comparing the two games, the Mazatlan game and yesterday, when you look at the positioning, yesterday was a, when, when, they were, when they let the two, goal, the two goals in, it was more like a 4 1 4 1 with those two center backs staying back, whereas the previous game, we had three staying back. So something went haywire, and it could be going back to, do the players understand what they're doing? And then that, I mean, that's a huge issue in itself. My only thing is, you could, this is a very diverse league with a lot of parity. I like to try stuff out and at least have something in your back pocket for when something like when Bruno goes down. You know what I'm saying? And I like to see Juarez get time. I know that was not his best game um, because that depth is going to be valuable in the future. So 
that's kind of like my point of view where it's like I, I kind of want to give it some time. Granted, yes, there's going to be times in these games when you're going to need to change the formation up um, and be a little more aggressive. But why they were playing so much dif- more different than the previous week, maybe as the players just, you know, it, the cohesion wasn't there. Which is interesting because it literally was a rinse and repeat formation. Uh, well, I mean, of course, you added the that kind of wrench with Fuentes, in, mm-hmm. which I think definitely threw a lot of that center-back partnership uh, trio off because I think, I don't know, Fuentes just didn't look like he was game fit ready or at least, mm-hmm. I don't know, just center-back, he just looked slow. He, he was getting caught off, positioning a lot of times. It just it seemed like Pueblo were having a blast just going through his channel. But it was true. I mean you're you're right. I mean it was they had a lot of even if they didn't have the possession when they had a, had the ball, it was a little bit, you know, disheartening to see um so much so much space and no pressure. Yeah, and, and that I think that's what we all just sitting here scratching our heads is like, well, I mean the formation at at some extent has to be kind of questioned, but I think Christian, some of these players need to kind of kind of step up at the moment and i don't think we really seen that i mean you saw a poor game from uh aj's very own paulo maldini then i mean you had a cordoba that again just just didn't seem to be able to do what benedetti was able to do whenever he came in and i mean i just know I, I i think you're trying to point fingers at the formation but i think we should start pointing fingers at the players as well because i think it's you're not asking them to you know do rocket science out on the pitch. I think you're just asking them to play a position that they should be at least comfortable enough to know how to play. I don't know what's your take on it. Yes, I do agree to an extent that players need to start playing better. Also, Gonzalez didn't have a good game. Um, Cordoba definitely didn't have a good game. Ramon Juarez, you know, could have played a little bit better. Um, but 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 again though. When Sebas Cáceres goes down midweek, you're thinking to yourself, okay, so now do I stick with the 5-3-2 and play an out-of-form uh, Fuentes with Chucho Lopez, which I don't think we all kind of rate Chucho Lopez here. Um, so do you go into, into that game with that? Or do you just kind of go back and you know revisit a formation that most players know how to play? You have the players for it. And you know just play it off like that. You know, uh, Just forcing down the 5-3-2 also isn't going to work. If you don't have players that are fit to play the formation, if that makes any sense. You know what? I, I, I do. Dylan, can you bring that comment back up? So I, I really want to address this right now. Uh, it's from Brandon saying that this is for Christian and for Chicken Little out in the chat. Um, so this formation is what we can do at the moment. But look at our bench. Most players, except Roger, can't play a full game because they were just injured recently or aren't match fit ready. I think that is an interesting point to, to kind of take into consideration. Um, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you guys Luis think? Luis Ray on our bench. He's ready. Roger Martinez on our bench. He's ready. Leo Suarez on our bench. He's ready. Uh, Emilio Sanchez. He is ready. Santi Cáceres. He is ready. I don't know if Santi's, Santi just hasn't seen, hasn't been the well, player that we were promised. I, well, well, we, I never said he was, he was good this season. I just said he's match fit ready to play. The only players I see on this bench that aren't ready to play is Gio and Benedetti, and Benedetti played 45 minutes yesterday. I don't know. I mean, AJ, what's your, what's your take on all of this? I think it's just under desperation because, like, yeah, you know, we're concede, we're already down 2-0. Um, uh, we let Amari Escoto and Bernardo Cuesta just score goals against us as if nothing happened. So I think we almost think it's in this case. We're playing 5-3-2 right now. Things are not looking great for us. 
when we're playing a, a formation like this, we're supposed to be defensive, but yet if we're conceding goals just like that, it's like I'm gonna need to switch something immediately. So we saw when we got um uh Antonio Lopez get taken out, when we saw Leo Suas, I'm kind of like thinking, wait, you're not putting him a left back, but obviously I'm like he's a winger. So I think in this case we're seeing that Napiol's gonna make that formation change. He's like, we're not sticking with this because I'm not gonna try to concede more goals than we're supposed to right now, especially when it's only the first half, like two zero. That's bad, but imagine if it went three, four, God forbid, five zero against like a Puebla side that are like surprising us at the moment to be down at that half. So it's just things like that where it's kind of like Bills just like I need to make these changes immediately or I'm gonna be put under the hot I'm gonna be put under the hot seat. And so we gotta see Cordova. Cordova was taken out in the 41st minute. We're like thinking a, a starting caliber player just taken out that early into the game. It's like it's gotta really be something up. Was it really like Gordon not having the best of games? It could be, but I think it's the case where it's just like you want to put an explosive player like Benedetti, who's really offensive. He's capable of just bringing the ball up forward, dribbling, trying to make a play or something. We had Leo Suarez, who can use his pace, trying to get a cross or two in to just give it the ball to Vinas with the Henry Marcus, tried to make that comeback happen. But I think all in all, like, like the comments said from Brand, like, and then what Christian said, like, our players are matching right, but it's like, are they really going to fit in this kind of, like, formation that we're, like, doing, especially when we switched in the first half already. So I think in, in this case, it must have been, like, exaggeration for Bill. Just, like, I think it was, it was under pressure where it's like, I need to make, I need to do something right now. So he's like, I'm going to make these subs right now. Let's see how it's going to go. And, you know, how the rest of the, uh, how the rest of the game went, so... I don't think Bielko was sitting there thinking I need to chuck in a Hail Mary right now. I think he was just, I, I, and I, I think he was talking to kind of his, his people on the side. He's like, hey, you know, what can we do to kind of change things up? I think, I, you know, like we mentioned, I, he did the right, the right moves. And I think, you know, the, call, the game called for it. I don't think that was the game plan all along. I think he wanted to stick with this 5-3-2 for the entirety of the game, of course. You're down by two goals in less than 30 minutes. Of course, you got to make something drastically happen. Because like we mentioned, America doesn't have many room for error because you're coming into this kind of very, very... How can I phrase it? In a very tough position where you, you're just going to be going up against, like you've mentioned, Christian... Better opponents in which, and I guess no, no, no discredit to anyone we've played already, but you're going to come up against people that are, are, you know, fighting for that top two, top three, top four spot. So you, you definitely have to come in and try to get something going before you start those games uh, out again. Dylan, talk to me a little bit more about this five three two formation because I know you're very much on the fence about all of this. Yeah, I mean, like you said, on the fence, on the fence about all of this. Um, I just. I, I kind of, in a sense, you know, on the side of Brian, you know, I want to see this play out a little bit more, give a little bit more time and see where this actually goes. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's just, yeah, I just don't really have any words because, you know, I'm still kind of stuck on just trying to process this game a little bit too. Um, I, I, in some extent, you see, we have some players that could work in the formation we were using before this five, three, two, but you know, we haven't we haven't really produced that much with it in some games at least, but some games you do look at it and yeah, we've gone out and pretty dom- pretty much dominated the team, but you know it, it shows it shows some inconsistencies too. Yeah, I think the keyword is you know that this thing has to be given more time. It just worries me that America don't have any more time to give. I mean, you're looking at the calendar and you have Toluca. You're most likely going to play that five three two. Then you have 
the Clásico, which is Chivas. And I know that, you know, you guys think that, oh, it's just Chivas. At, at, at the end of the day, it's a Clásico. It's a must-win game. And it's a game in where you play it differently. It doesn't matter how both teams are coming into this one. I think you kind of sometimes chuck form out of the window and kind of see who wants that game more at that point. So then there's that game. And then following that, it's just America has just stack game after stack game after stack game against a very good opponent. So, Brian, I mean, do you think there's enough time for this 5-3-2 to gel? Or, I mean, or are we just going to continue to be in limbo here? Well, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think there's going to be a little bit of limbo. But my whole thing is, I think if it does click, I mean, there's a couple, don't get me wrong, there's criticism I have of it, too. Like, if you're going to put that formation out, the fullbacks in the midfield have to, there's got to be a better connection because it's just kind of not there. And they're not, they're not pushing up and pressuring like they did when they made those changes. And that, that's, you know, a little bit frustrating because that's why you had the support there. Um, I still think America can get a good role going with this. But again, um, it's one of those tactics where, like, you can see the big, you know, the big reward, but there is that risk too of like, if, if these guys are just not clicking on it, like, you know, like we said, there was a disconnect. Then unfortunately you do have to make a change. And then my whole thing is then when you do have time and you don't have these crazy injuries and all this chaos, because America just has chaos, then you kind of have to yeah. keep it in your back pocket and make it, make it to your advantage. You know, it's good to have a, a fluctuation um, when, when the players know what they're doing. So unfortunately, I think there's going to be still going to be a little bit of limbo, but who knows, maybe on the next game, it flows better. I mean, I mean unfortunately, you have to be patient because, I mean, given the cir- circumstances, um, that's just kind of how it is. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. But I mean, at the end of the day, America walks away with the three points. And yeah, we could sit here continuing to criticize each and every single player that was out there on the pitch. But we'd run all the way through next Wednesday if we did that. But I think ultimately, America needed to do what they needed to do, was go out there, get three points. And I think when we were uh, kind of giving this uh, scoreline prediction last week, we kind of were like, oh, you know, maybe America is going to have a scrappy win, which I, I think technically they did. Um, Dylan, you even predicted a two-two game that almost came to fruition. Um, kind of scared me a little bit there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Whenever uh, Henny tied it up, I was like, "Oh, there it is." And then obviously, <laughs> lost. So, um, I mean, let's 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 see what the Chris Rivera here has to say, and then we'll kind of wrap up this whole America Puebla game. So, uh, can you go back to that one? Yeah. So it's uh, technically the five-three-two is viewed as a three-five-two because of the wingers being more offensive. It's true whenever in transition going forward. Uh, but not in this case. We're not playing to our strengths, but the fear of our weaknesses, which is the defense, which I think is an interesting thing to point out. I think uh, Chris puts it perfectly. I think America is playing to their fears at this point um, because, like we mentioned, you, you know, you're down your best defender. Um, you know, you get constant injuries. Some of your players are not in the form that they should be. Like you have all these external factors. I think America is trying to play a little bit more on the defensive side and say look let's secure ourselves we know we're we're, we know we're terrible at the back so let's try to put as many barriers as we can back there and then we can work our way up forward um but yeah lots and lots for americas to work on still and we'll keep you guys uh up to date with everything going on for this next game against luca in just a little bit but gentlemen anything else you guys want to add on in this puebla america game before we wrap it up just glad you got the win (laughs) yeah yeah i think that at the end of the day you still need points (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think, look, 
we can sit here and argue, but at the end of the day, I think what matters is America gets those points. And if America ends up winning the tournament, we're not going to sit here and be like, well, why, why, why was that public game not, not the way that it was supposed to go? I think it's just, it's going to be water under the bridge and we're just going to let it be like that. And hopefully America can learn from all these constant mistakes, which unfortunately they haven't just yet, but hopefully Toluca is the game that America turns it all around. All right, gentlemen, let's move on into our next segment. And it's a very special segment for us because we have a big announcement. Well, the announcement's already been made, but we have a little bit more details to give you guys in regards to our newest partnership here on the UI podcast. So, Christian, you were uh, you were at the epicenter of all of this, so I'm gonna let you take it away, and I'm gonna let you have the floor and tell everyone about this new partnership between the UI podcast and Facult. Of course. So um, yesterday we announced our first ever partnership with the Eagle Eye Podcast with Foot Cult. Uh, this is something we've been looking at uh, ever since you know Foot Cult was even uh, was even brought to life. Um, we we understand the message. We were in love with the message they're trying to bring. Uh, the community they're, been, they're building around is is exactly what we're looking for. And I think both parties uh, will will tremendously benefit from this. Um, you know, we're just we're just very very excited to have them on board. Um, you know, we we really feel like this will take uh, Liga MX English and beyond to new heights. So uh, definitely very excited for what's to come in the future. And we already dropped something uh, exclusive. Guys, uh, you guys go check it out on our Twitter. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt for right now, but there's definitely gonna be more in the future. Yeah, we definitely got some creative juices flowing there, and we got a uh, we got some great and talented people to work alongside with. And I think that's the most ex- exciting thing about this is that it's within our own community that we're able to do this. You know, it's not like we're outsourcing to anything uh, that isn't league. I make is like you like you well put it, Christian. So very excited. And uh, Brian, I know you're uh, you're quite the full called fan. So how are you feeling about this announcement? Um, very excited. You know, like when I joined on board with Miguel, you know, it just was a small idea at first. And then, like I said, um, it kind of just blew up and I was like, this is the, this is a really good, you know, one of the good things about 2020 is when I jumped on board early and, um, the vision just grew. And when he was like, Hey, like we're going to be partnering, I'm like, it's perfect. You know? And, um, I, I think, I think there's a lot of really good stuff coming. So we're beyond excited. Yeah. And I mean, they just dropped some uh, s- some new stuff out there. So, I mean, make sure you guys follow them. And uh, well, we'll leave their uh, Twitter handle and Instagram handle for you guys to go follow. So make sure you guys do so. Like we mentioned, very, very excited. So I'm very proud and very honored to say today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. So, uh, yeah, really, really cool stuff. Make sure you guys use the code EEP to get 10% off all Foot Cult uh products and uh now we promised you guys a giveaway and we're gonna give you guys a giveaway so we have the two winners we had one on instagram on here and we had one over on twitter so there is the beautiful beautiful shirt uh i don't know gentlemen when i when i first saw it i you know it i was like hmm but then i saw the creativity of what was behind it and 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 kind of what was inspired by it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm on board now. It's I'm genius, loving this. Man. It's, literally, it's literal genius. So, you know, props props to, to the designer of this shirt. Uh, we're all very happy with it. And I just can't wait to get mine. Yeah, can't wait to get mine. So make sure you guys go get yours. Again, use code EEP to get uh, 10% off. And uh, yeah, we have our two... Uh, we have our two winners out here. So Christian, drum roll, please. Can you announce the first winner for Twitter of this uh, Eagle Eye Podcast Foot Cult giveaway. Okay, so the first Twitter winner, well, the only Twitter winner is this person. Anaïs, congratulations. Anaïs at XXIA. 
DM. Congratulations for being the winner over on Twitter. Uh, we should have definitely done like the whole like banner, like when it's, we like, should have. Um, Betty, Betty, it's yeah. such a long day, you know. Well, it's such we'll, a long day. We apologize. The next one. The next one. The next one. But uh, congratulations to Anai. You're gonna get. Uh, you, you're gonna get a DM from us trying to get your. Um, your detailed information to where we can send you that shirt, your size, all of that. Congratulations. There it is on you guys on the screen so you guys can check it out. And if you guys really, really want this, you guys can head on over to Foot Cult's website and get it again, 10% off if you guys use our code. All right, Christian, last one to go. Here we go. Instagram winner. Congratulations to Ivan. No, not me. A different one. No. <laughs> <laughs> is this a burner? Is this a burner account or what? It's my burner account. No. Uh, congratulations to Ivan Hernandez. Uh, it is uh, his under, his ad is i underscore h underscore three. Shout out to you, Ivan. Who, uh, by the way, I do know he's a very good friend of mine. That doesn't mean he won because of that. Promise you, those all at random. This is why I want to say this because I know some people will check on Twitter and be like, "Hey, these guys follow it." But no, look, yeah, it's very much at random. Um, you know, everyone who put their name in was put into the computer randomizer, and these were the names. But again, this is not the only time that you guys are going to get a foot called Eagle Eye podcast giveaway. So. Like we mentioned, we got plenty, plenty and plenty of stuff cooking in the oven, so plenty of more giveaways to come. Uh, but again, uh, we're just tremendously honored by the uh, by the support and, and the gratitude that all of you guys have been giving us and the excitement that you guys had whenever we announced this partnership. So again, to all of you guys who are watching, to all of you guys who are listening, to all of you guys who uh, follow us over on Twitter and Instagram, uh, thank you so much from the bottom of our heart. At the end of the day, none of this would have been possible without all of your guys' support. We would have never been here. We've never been able to partner with them. So again, thank you so much. This uh, partnership is not just for us, but it's for all of you guys as well. So we'll try to do as much to give back to you guys. All right, gentlemen. Well, there it is. Foot called. Exciting things. Exciting things to happen. Yeah, a I'm lot so more coming your way. Um, I don't know. Anything else to add on before we move on? Just excited, man. Keep your eyes open. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming. A lot. I mean, we're, we're talking big stuff. All right, guys. Talking really good stuff out here. All righty, then. Well, we'll move on. And again, today's episode brought to you guys by Foot Cult. Let's move on. Christian, any updates from Coapa that we need to be uh, in the know about? Um, just as Sebas Cáceres uh, is likely to play on Saturday. Uh, but Sergio Diaz is the one that's unlikely to make the bench. So uh, more updates on that throughout the week. Just follow us on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast, and we'll keep you updated with all that stuff. All righty then. All right. Okay, well then, let's talk about America versus Toluca because I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, Toluca's coming into this one on not-so-hot form, but as everyone likes to joke on Twitter, they might just be that Manchester United team that everyone's putting out there because we know how these teams like to come up and play against America. AJ, how do you think America needs to walk into this one? We're at home. We have home field advantage. And technically, on paper, we have the better form. How are we going to come into this one? Let's try not to um, repeat the mistakes that we made against Puebla. In all honesty, because I know Toluca is one of those teams that likes scoring like really early on, like in the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth minute, or just like the first like early minutes of the match, they like giving themselves that early goal lead, and then right after that, they just want to continue pressuring the team's defense, or they just want to try to play it off defensively at the end. So it's one of those games where I make really really needs to be careful because Toluca is just one of those teams that just like really going like 
on ultra offensive, like at the really at the um opening minutes of the match. So I just feel like I'm just gonna need to come into this game, like just being really careful throughout this entire match. And we are gonna stick with that five three two again and hope that we don't switch um formations midway into the game. I feel like they're gonna really need to step things up and to not have so many gaps because the Lucas one they like to attack, attack, and attack. So I feel like in this case, we need the players gotta look back at the play at the first that they play for um against Puebla. And it's the thing it's like see those empty that's in the gap and the fence close those things. Now we're gonna get punished really hard for that. So it's really all about on Omega just bringing their A game into this match. We like scoring a lot of goals, but at the same time we do concede goals. We've already conceded 14 goals and I'm mistaken this season while we scored 19 so far. So it's that kind of thing. It's like wow it's like a high risk, high reward for us. We like scoring goals a lot, but then it, and then the bad thing is in return we do happen to concede goals. So it's just a really America. They just gotta give it their all against the Luca, but at the same time, just being really careful with the defense. Yeah, well, sounds like America might be having a walk on eggshells when it comes to the back line. But Christian, talk to me a little bit more about this predicted starting eleven that you have. What is America gonna gonna come out with in regards to roster? Well, this is the interest, uh, interesting part because I think I obviously I am I am in the minority here. I don't want to see the back five because I think that's the reason why you know we started so poorly against Puebla. I do want to see uh, some variation of of a back of a four of a four uh, four four two or something like that because uh, that's what is what brought us to the win against Puebla. But I have to agree with all of you guys, and I do think that Piojo will stick with the five three two. Um, so if, you know, if he does, then I, I'm predicting Ochoa and net, uh, Jorge Sanchez, Sebastian Cáceres, Emmanuel Aguilera, Ramon Juarez, Luis Reyes as the back five, Richard Sanchez, also Gonzalez and Sebastian Cordova in the midfield and up top Henry and Federico Viñas. I'm curious, you're putting also back in the lineup after the terrible game he had against Puebla yeah. mm-hmm. and Cordoba still has his position even after Benetti showed that he's more than capable of taking it? Yes. Interesting. Brian, what is your, what's your take on this starting 11? Do you agree with it? Do you think you'd make some changes? What's, uh, what's your take on it? Uh, I could see it, but actually I'm, I'm going to disagree. I, don't think, I think maybe you're going to see a different formation. Hopefully. Um, I think you're going to see I think you're going to see probably like a 4-4-2 or a 4-4-1-1 kind of how, they, how they've been using it. But like the only thing I have, the only problem I'm gonna have with that is if, if they do go at that formation, uh, you know, Weso Reyes. Like I'm, I've definitely mm-hmm. I've been very disappointed with him. I don't yeah. think you're gonna see any benefit pushing forward. Um, so I, I, it'd be quite a defensive effort. You know what I mean? Also, um, to Ryan's point, uh, if we do play with that four four two, Benedetti kind of started playing on the right side. Uh, that's something I don't prefer because that's not his position. And even though he did okay. Um, I, I don't think that's where you get the best out of him. So if we do go with the four for two, there's going to be Benedetti playing out of position. So uh, it's definitely something to look uh, forward to if the formation does come to fruition. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Look, the, the thing is, if you do change formations, and at this point it's like, okay, you're going back to the drawing board at this stage. It's like, I would, I, I would just say stick it out with the 5-3-2. See how this game goes against Toluca. Cause like like AJ mentioned, this is a t- this is a Toluca side that likes to attack, that likes to go forward. Yes, granted, they'll leave plenty of space in behind because of that. But I don't know. I just I feel like I don't think America's in the position to be like, okay, we'll play that, we'll play that game. We'll let you come attack at us, 
and then we'll try to get you on the counter. I just I don't, I don't see America really being that. That's where you're gonna get daring. with the country too. No, I think I think America's gonna be well. Yeah, but I think that you're more secure in that sense. No, I mean it's you feel more secure. Number one, we're number one offense versus number one defense. I think you go out this game. You're at home. You have to go out and attack them. Be aggressive. See what happened against Puebla. We were more aggressive. We started opening up, opening up chances. But I think that's because Puebla, one, Puebla let, invited the pressure, and two, Puebla were terrible at finishing their chances. I mean, you're talking about a whole different game if Puebla puts those, those, uh, those balls in the first half. Well, if I had to say anything, uh, I, I don't really care what formation goes on. Just they have to be more aggressive. I mean, you, 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 you have to, to pressure. Uh, you can't, I mean, no matter what, I mean, you, you can do that with no matter what formation. You, you need to bring the energy because... That's what we've seen when they've played sloppy is they're just like, there's no energy. There's no, there's no life in the team. And then thankfully some of the changes have worked, but um, yeah, that's just gotta be the difference. It's kind of like the mindset and the, the you know, literally like not just the attack, but literally attacking Toluca in this game. I feel like it's just with I mean, the caliber. Um, no, go ahead. Go? Go, go, go. It's the caliber place that we do have in this team. Cause like you're looking at the bench and our starting 11 and we're like thinking we could eat, we should be the ones to just come attacking everything that we're playing against that we're scoring constantly like left and right. But just as Brian mentioned, like we can get kind of sloppy. And then once like, we get sloppy, nothing is going on. We're just passing the ball back and forth. It's like, okay, what are we trying to do? Is our midfielder going to do something? Is our fullbacks going to push up? A center back is going to push up. Is our forwards going to do something? It's like, well, things like it's like a waiting game. It's like, are we going to finally do something with this ball? Or we're just going to let the opposite just take the ball away from us. And because of that sloppy play, that team just gets a chance, just like against Puebla. Ramon Juarez looks so, I'm going to admit, he looks so lost in that game. That corner that happened in the first minute that allowed Amari Escoto to score, he left the man completely unmarked. The second goal was scored by Bernardo Acuesta. He let um, him go, oh, he just left him with too much space. Osvaldo Martinez gave um, Acuesta the pass. Um, but Ramon Juarez wasn't really able to go up to him, so it was really only up to Emanuel to just step in and hope he can, like, get his well, shoulder or his head. He did try to, not in the case, like, step, but he pulled, he, he took, pulled he took a half though. step. He, he took barely stepped. He tried. He tried to do something. I think I put that goal on Aguilera and Ramon Juarez. I think Aguilera should have done way more than that. Either way, he tried to do something, but it's because it's the amount of shit that was just happening right there. There's not much you can do. Ochoa almost happened to get a hand on the ball, but just it was top bends. There's not much you can do there. Since the case is just like, I don't understand. It's like America, if we are going to be the explosive team, especially the players that we have, attack, attack, attack. That's what we want to see. But then my thing is, well, like if we're going to attack, 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 we're oh, we're going to leave gas behind. But that's bound to happen when you're going, um, when you're going to just um attack the other team and try to score some goals. But it's just in this case, it's like we really need to start picking up the pace and just trying to score goals because I feel like in this case, if that's it's not going to work and we're going to take the sloppy play or we just fall asleep in the first half, like the tail two halves that we've been talking about. It's going to be a really stress. It's just going to be a really stressful time for America. It's like as if they need that wake up call every single time and no matter which half it is in order for them to get something going. And so it sounds like you're basically alluding to that. America is going to play to the, to the rhythm of you're going to score on me, but I'm going to outscore you at the end of the day. Is, is that kind of the mindset that America is coming into this game with? I think so, really, because like we usually like we let teams just score on us first, and I guess that just gets us going. It's like okay, you get a goal, but now we're gonna get a goal on you back, or or we're going back to that Puebla match again. 
we're down 2-0, and we ended up scoring three goals in the second half where Peppa just looked completely lost. It's like we just blew in Lee in the span of, like, what, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? And then from there on, we just kept wanting to keep going and going and going and attacking. We, ha- we see some... We saw players like Benedetti. We saw Leo Suarez. We're seeing like efforts from everyone just trying to get a goal um, into the back of the net. Well, was um, net. Luckily, they were just luckily that they were able to catch a break. But it just seemed in this case like that's why Mika likes to do. They just like pressuring the teams. I guess it's the cases to throw them off slightly. We let them get the goals on us, and it's like okay, fine, don't worry. We're gonna cook something up for you right back in the second half or later on in which and like in the first half or second half. Either way, it's just. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that that's 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 terrible. That's terrible if America is coming out in that game, coming already knowing that you're gonna get conceded at. Because if that's that point, that is the mentality. Then you're just throwing away everything that you're working on throughout the week. Because I don't think people are sitting out there in practice and saying, "Hey, all right, score two goals on the trend and let's work our way back up, boys." I don't think I don't think America wants to come into this one in an uphill battle. AJ, I don't think that America gets riled up intentionally and says oh you know what let's then let them have the lead first so then our blood can get pumping i think we've seen the best of america whenever america gets that gets that first goal when america has a lead when america is able to go and and grow from it that's when we see the best of america and i think christian you'll agree with me an early goal for america in this game is key it's crucial no definitely and you know it's just about kind of keeping possession as well uh, I, I think we, we did an okay job at, you know, keeping possession in the second half. And I think we just need to continue that, feed off of that. Um, you know, one thing I will say about the last game, which I think I enjoyed very much, is, you know, the Henry and, and Federico Vignette, how well they're understanding each other. Um, I think that that just grew more in the second half with the formation change. So, you know, with, with that, with the 532, they're a little bit just on a little bit of an island of their own, especially if Puerto Rico isn't having a match. Uh, so now you have kind of the presence of, of, of Benedetti and Leo Suarez to kind of help them out in, in, in a sense. Then you, you kind of see more opportunities being, uh, be, being grown in the match. So um, definitely keeping possession and making sure you're feeding Vinas and Henry to kind of work their magic and, you know, go from there. So, you know, we're alluding to possession. We're alluding to America being more aggressive, Brian. Anything else America needs to do to actually get this win against Toluca? Well, yeah, I mean, you can't take anything for granted. I mean, you just got to, it's one game at a time. And like you said, the, the, the games are going to build. And, and the only thing that scares me is this game is before a Clásico. And kind of like how you said, it doesn't even matter how what Chivas comes into because it's a Clásico. So your head has to be right in the game. And like I said, America, let's keep in mind there's so much chaos with this team, with the injuries, with, you know, everything. So as long as they just need to be focused. And like I said, the energy needs to be there to where, they're understanding each other again. Whatever the formation, I don't even I don't care what the formation is. Even if I, you know, I like five three two and I want to give them more time. I don't care whatever it's thrown out. They need to be in communication. They need to have cohesion and understand each other to make that attack. So basically, you know, t- just focus on this game and just fix what you did wrong in the in the previous game, especially in that first half, which was just lackadaisical. Yeah, I mean, you guys heard it here. Brian doesn't care if Bill walks out with a two-one-seven formation. No, we can, we can reverse walks. the pyramid and go back to 1930. I mean, I don't care as long as you know <laughs> they know what they're doing. And I think that's the main issue. It's it's really do they know what they're doing is the real question here. Um, I don't know, Christian. What do you think? Do do these players have an understanding <laughs> of what's asked of them? Not I even mean, in formation. I mean, uh, it, it it's it's hard to say. 
Um, because one, like Brian mentioned, there's just so much chaos, but you you don't know who's going to be on your player sheet on match day. You know, you, you can have a completely, you know, two or three players can really make a difference as we have seen in previous games. So while I think me and Brian can finally agree on something is they all just need to have some sort of cohesion and communication within, within, uh, within the team, whoever the 11 is, whatever the formation is. Communication is key, and for for right now, for for Toluca, I think that should be a test for what's to come. Because, like you said, we have the three Clásicos, then we still have Leon, we still have Tigres to play. You know, the, those are games that are going to require us to be at our at our best form possible. But you know, if we don't have that simple communication, we're not going to get anywhere in those matches. I don't care how bad any of those teams are. You know, we're 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 not going to put up a good showing, and it clearly showed in the first forty minutes of last game. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. So now, you know, unfortunately, we had predicted that America should have had, you know, um, a rhythm, a formation, a, a playing style. But it just seems that we, again, we're here still in limbo thinking, well, what's America going to do now? And like we mentioned, time's running out for them because the, the more important, I'm not going to say the more important games, but I think the more difficult games are coming down the road. And like you mentioned, Christian, we need five. to have that cohesion. Yeah, we have Terrible, scary games coming up. Wait, and, and I'll say this. I know, I know we'll butt heads about Cordova. I, I sometimes think you're a little bit hypercritical. But I'll say this. Yes, so the players, but it I, works, doesn't it? But hold on. Yeah, okay. You got to see. Look, listen, the play, this is another thing, too. If you're a player and you got taken out, and that's the response the players put in, that, too, has to be a wake-up call that you got taken out and the completely opposite happened. And then America started taking control of the game. That's another huge factor that Piojo has to put in. It's like, hey, if I'm taking you out and that's the change, I mean, that has to be drilled into the players' heads too, no matter who they are, whether they're you know, a fill-in or a starter. I mean, I will give you the credit on that, um, on that criticism. Um, so that's another thing too. So it's, if you got taken out and the game changed completely, I mean, you got a wake-up call, you know, no matter who you are. Sounds like a homework yeah, assignment yep. for, the, almost, for, the play, for the player that came. At that case, kind of, it's like if you do get sub out at some point, you're like a star, then it's like you can think to yourself, like, what am I doing wrong? Like, was it something that I was not doing that I was able to get like the players on traction, trying to like to do something there? So, but it but it also could be due to Piojo's, you know, tactical shift as well. Oh, maybe okay, he but just, now you're just like well, over here may, well, maybe, on the formation well, again. Dude. Well, he just didn't feel comfortable of Cordova playing on the wing. Maybe, maybe he finally realized that. He just doesn't work on the wing, so he puts someone in who I guess, you know, so, but knows he it a little. Wing? He was playing the wing. We switched formations. Com- he was, we switched he formations was playing completely. the wing, but he drifted a lot in the middle for some reason. But if you saw towards the end of the or to the end of the game after we scored the third goal, he kind of just stayed to the right side. Which I think at that point Benetti was obsolete. Well, that's what really... I'm saying. You know that that's the con of switching formations. Like this, so I don't, we, we I don't, don't have that, a solid that right, makes right side. The point the valid though, because it just makes that you just put Cordoba there because Cordoba likes to drift towards the middle too. And then if you put him out on the wing, we know he comes obsolete sometimes as well. And look, at the, the point I'm making at this is regardless who steps out on that pitch, we need to have, like you mentioned, Christian, that communication. You need to have that cohesion and you need to have that will and determination to keep your spot. Because at this point, you, the, the longer you drag this on, the, the, the closer you're going to get to that Ligia. And you know, that starting 11 spot is really up to graph for almost everyone on the pitch. You know, I don't think we can sit here and say that anyone secured their position. I mean, this so. is this is tough, too. These are problems that might pay dividends down the road. Where it's like, this is, like I said, 
you're still kind of getting the wins, but if you are so, you know, it, it's a micro, like, you know, check on every single thing, this might pay off at the end of the day once Legia comes. And it's like, we've, went, we've been battle-tested through injuries, through formation changes, and players not threatened, but the pressure. So who knows? I mean, there, there could be a huge benefit reward coming, coming, you know, down the pipeline for America. We'll keep our fingers crossed because that would definitely be. Get your um, candle lit, Brian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have many lit. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> Good. Good. All righty then. Well, gentlemen, I think we've talked about this game enough. Let's talk prediction time here. AJ, I'm throwing it to you first because I know you're, uh, you're quite the adamant when it comes to making these predictions. How bold are you going to be today? How bold am I going to be today? I guess bold as usual. I want to keep going with that 3 0 train. Keep, I'm gonna keep going with that. Three zero train till I die. All righty then. Okay. Well, well, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. All righty then. Uh, AG says three nil. Dylan, what is your prediction? Um, I'm gonna go with the two one win, America. Two one win for America. I like it. I like it. Christian, five three two. Two one win America. If we I do really any other you said five three. I was like, okay. Five, three, no, 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 no. I like no, no, no. that. But if we go with the four four two or some variation like that, we win three one. Three one. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Brian, prediction. Well, Toluca had a pretty big streak with four one, but I'm not going to go that confident. I'm just going to go two 0 Two 0 I'm liking it. I'm loving it. It's a clean sheet right there. I was gonna say two 0 but just to not repeat your uh, your scoreline prediction, I ain't gonna go. Fine, I'll be bolder than AJ today. I'm going with a four 0 win. Wow. Something clicks. Something happens. And we're, we're happy again. Yeah, we'll we're happy again. And we're, Let's and, go. And, and we're celebrating on the podcast next week as we're ready to preview the Clásico Nacional. So. We'll leave it at that. We'll see. Let us know your guys' comments and predictions down below. I see we see Brandon going with that 4-1 victory that Brian was so hesitant uh, to yeah. allude to. Yeah. I was in the boldest one today. Chicken Little going with 5-0. Five five that, Chicken, step into my office. <laughs> <laughs> Arnold Ramos going with that 3-1 victory. Uh, I'm just I'm just hoping that all of these are for America. Uh, they're not really saying who. That's the scary part. That's the scary part. They're just assuming that there's goals coming out. No one's saying for who, though. Um, but uh, Maria going for a 3-1 victory. So hopefully these are all for America here. But again, that game is going to be a, uh, a fun one to watch. And that game is going to be live on Tudene. I believe that's 7 p.m. Pacific time and 9 Central, 10 Eastern. Did I get that right, gentlemen? Uh, no one else yeah. here knows this. This is ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> no one came into this one yes. prepared. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. These score lines got me so conjumbled. I was just like... Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you're correct, Ivan. You are 100% correct. All right, then. Game live through the NS 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 Eastern. You guys can catch all of the latest updates in regards to that matchup over on our Twitter account at the Eagle Eye Podcast. We have a new starting 11 graphic that is presented by Foucault, which I think is... Uh, someone That's said fire, that though. it. Someone said it is better than the, than the club one itself. I'm he's not going to go as far as to say that, but <laughs> nah, I'm he's just not saying... Wrong. I'm just saying I'm happy. I'm not going to speak on it. So. <laughs> okay. We'll just I'm leave just, it as it is. <laughs> I'm just happy that... Uh, uh, all you guys are enjoying everything that we're putting out there. 
Uh, so we're going to continue to keep working hard to keep you guys as happy as possible. All right, gentlemen, we've run to the end of the episode. I'm not going to say I'm not disappointed, but I think I am very disappointed at the fact that there was not enough yelling and shouting between Christian and Brian. You, you, really, didn't, you didn't give us a platform to do so, to be honest. I did. I did. I uh, told you guys about the formation. I was expecting one of you guys to cut each other off. I was expecting I mean, Brian's shirt to come off. I don't listen, know. Listen, all, all I'll say is that, that is what happened. <laughs> that, <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, oh, oh I'll say that there, there, there were some people in my DMs apologizing for for last week. It's all right though. I, I forgive everybody. Don't worry. I'm not apologizing. Oh, I never said you were one of them. I never said you were one of them. You got the wrong DM. Yeah. <laughs> all righty then. Just before I uh, wrap it all up, we have a uh, Defoe or Dolphy Dolfo going with a two-one victory for America, and we have Rona, uh, Rolando Padilla going for a two-one victory for America as well. All right, to everyone that tuned in, thank you so much. Congratulations to our winners, uh, Anai and Ivan. Congratulations to um, well, to everyone and anyone. Really, thank you so much for making all of this a possibility. Really, from the bottom of our hearts, none of this would have been anything possible without all of you guys. So, shout out to AJ. Shout out, uh, sorry. Yes, there's someone else, AJ, in this chat. I was like, did I read that right? But yes, uh, AJ, Sergio, uh, Arnold, Maria, Chris, Chicken Little, uh, Brandon. I'm just, I'm trying to scroll through this, all of this. If I miss someone, I'm so sorry. But thank you so much for all of you guys tuning in. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out. Brian, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We definitely missed you. Definitely wanted to have you on. Have you back. Glad to, glad to have you back. Uh, yeah. Everyone, really, have yourselves a wonderful night. Uh, we'll talk to you guys very much soon. AJ, you and I will be back tomorrow talking all things Lady Aguila. So if you guys want to tune in and see and hear all of that, we're going to be previewing the game for the ladies coming up on Monday. So uh, without further ado, thank you so much to everyone. Take care and uh, wear your masks, please. Please wear your masks. All then. Take it easy, guys. And until next time, as always, Arriba America. Good night. Use code EEP. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.